Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gaming degenerates of all ages, welcome to the inaugural edition of A Winner Is You, where we are talking gaming, all things gaming, video games, eh, board games, game shows, I don't know. We'll decide eventually on what we want to talk about for each episode as things happen. This is episode one. I am DPP. That's right. It's me. It's me. You may have heard me from other podcasts. I am actually going to attempt to host a podcast for the first time ever. So bear with me. This is all new for me as well. And it's new for all my podcast guests here. We're all noobs in a way, but not noobs to the ways of gaming. These guys are all professional gamers in a sense, I guess, right? Yes. Let's let's bring Definitely everybody in. Semi-pro. Well, you know, semi-pro. Well. <laughs> for Dukes. He just won a giant check that says $10,000. Yes. So those voices you have heard, we'll bring them in one by one at least. Welcome, Sean, to the podcast. Sean. Howdy. Adam. Happy to be here. The, the bearded man himself. Grizzly Adams had yes, a beard. Yes, as you can clearly see through the audio, yeah. it is a wonderful well, beard. We like to give people visuals, you know. That's how, that's how that works. <laughs> they can't see you, but we can, unfortunately. Make and... sure it's Grizzly Adams, so it's not a big patchy beard. Make it look real good. <laughs> and also, Drew, welcome. Present. <laughs> and accounted for. And accounted yes. for. Enthusiasm, I like it. We're so... starting off good. <laughs> I know you guys are all very excited for your for your very first episode. This is awesome, and I gotta I had to clap because I have a mosquito right in my face. So look at that! Already the first casualty of the podcast. That's content right there. <laughs> clip it, clip it, get that on the TikTok. Post it. <laughs> Sean so knows he's a social media guy. The bell. <laughs> we also have a bell too, just in case you guys don't know. We have a bell. There we go. So. You didn't mention that before we started. That's a surprise. I was not prepared for the bell. That was a surprise. If you, if you ever listen to the DWI podcast, you'd know the shenanigans that will happen on my side of the board, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, I need guys. to match your bits. I'm going to need a soundboard. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We don't have a soundboard. So <laughs> any, anything you hear is coming out of DPP over there. That's right. Well, I got plenty of sounds to make this thing obnoxious, which is what we normally do around here. That's good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get this thing going right away. We're going to talk about, as I like to call it, what's going to be on the gaming board for tonight's episode. First of all, we got to talk introductions. I mean, nobody knows who you are yet, right? So we got to tell everybody, you know, who you are and where you came from. What's your favorite video games? Where, where, what you like playing growing up? What you like playing now? I got to do the same thing. People know me, maybe, but uh, people don't know my video game background, except for what I've done on the Bandwagon Nerds, which is eh, minimal. We did a top 50 gaming, but nobody knows the history of my gaming as well. So we'll all talk a little bit of gaming history. That's going to take up a lot of this first episode, so everybody gets to know who we are and where we came from. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Steam Game Festival Summer Edition that's going on right now. That's uh, well, not going on right now, I guess. It's going to start on June 16th through the 22nd. 
where you can see some demos and things like that. And probably our last topic is going to be that little PS5 event that may have happened the day we're recording today, where we got a little glimpse into what the PS5 is going to look like. So, let's get this thing kicked off, and we're going to need a theme to start our normal show. So I want you guys to think about that, because I do not have one ready. So, we're just going to go right into it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk some introductions. Let's talk about our young days of gaming. I wanted to go, unfortunately, oldest to youngest for the most part, because, unfortunately, that's me, because I'm the oldest, right? That's fair. I think we did establish that, yes. Yeah, I know. We talked, unfortunately, in great length. You are the oldest. But I figured not many people are going to have the same experience I did on this, of you guys, (laughs) of where I started when it came to gaming. So, And then I figured once we get into every one of your guys' different topics of where you started, we can really dig into this thing, and we're going to have a lot of back-and-forth action on, on that. So I want to start with me, I guess, and talk about the first memories of gaming that I've had. So, oh boy, I can't even remember the year, I guess. But the first thing I remember, and I have, I still have it right up there, and it's called a ColecoVision with an Atari attachment that I remember playing with my brother. And that is the first memory of my gaming was having that and playing Asteroids. And if you guys ever played Asteroids in the arcades, excuse me, or anything like that. You remember it was kind of all black and white. It had the white, you know, basically potato chips, I called them. The one for the Atari wasn't quite the same. It had, it still had the big potato chips, but they were bigger, but it didn't have the spaceships. It didn't have any anything like that. It was just those in probably more of an abundance than what was in the arcade, but it was in color, which was very different. Um, and I remember playing that game and remembering that, you know, there was the score just ran up. There wasn't like a, you know, there wasn't a goal or an end or anything like that. Basically, the goal of the game was to flip the score back to zero. And I remember playing that with my brother and basically trading off the controller because we didn't want to die and we didn't want to stop playing because my mom would call and say, hey, it's t- it's time for dinner and we'd sit there and go, no, 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 wait, just a couple more minutes. We just want to need to flip the score one more time. And that was, you know, that was it. We just, that was the goal. Get that score back to zero. And it was so much fun, as basic of a game as it was. That was my earliest memories of playing games, uh, was that game. Sean? Oh, no, wait, who's the, who's the next one? That would be Drew. Drew would be next. Can you tell me? your first memories that you can remember of, of gaming earliest gaming memories. So I think it, it's probably going to be the original NES, uh, probably early nineties, late eighties, uh, playing Mario, uh, probably Mario one, I guess, to begin it off that that's really where it all started. And I remember Mario was it Mario one or Mario three that came on the same pack with duck hunt. Which one was that? That was that, that was Super Mario Brothers. That was the original. Okay, so yeah. that was the game. Was Mario and Duck Hunt flipping back and forth between those two, 
I think that was probably the earliest memory of gaming. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, uh, you know, I'm, you know, as you know, and I'm sure as we'll get to talk about more later, I'm such a Zelda guy now and the later Zeldas, but that the first Zelda, I guess, never really grabbed me like it did other people. Uh, in fact, the first time I played the original Zelda was this year. Get out uh, of here. It's on, yeah, it's out now on the on the Switch. You can get the virtual console for NES. and mm-hmm. So I finally played through it with a buddy just this year, the original Zelda. It just never captured me back then. It was more, I think, Duck Hunt. Because it, yeah, it had a gun. You know, that was yeah, the fun the thing gun. to do. Fair enough. When you're... Fair enough. <laughs> I'm from Texas, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think that that's probably the earliest memories, just playing NES, Mario and Duck Hunt, uh, as well as a few other games. But that's probably it for me. That was, uh, yeah, I can't believe you didn't play Zelda. I know you're a big Zelda fan, and that was one of the mm-hmm. earliest ones for me when I got that NES was was Zelda and the fact that it actually had, you know, you, it had memory in there that you could save your game without some 112-digit mm-hmm. uh, password that you needed. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. I had that too, even though I am uh, like a third of your guys' ages. Uh, I remember having that and not understanding. I was not old enough to understand how to play that style video game yet. But I remember playing Zelda and it was like picking up trees. And we never, I think, progressed past the first like level. Because we didn't know what to do. We just were like, oh, this is fun. And then you play that for a bit and that'd be it. Well, there's no guidance. That was back then yeah, when there was, yeah. there was, you couldn't go online to find it. They didn't tell you where to go. You had to figure it out. I need that quest marker. <laughs> yeah. I need the game to guide me along. I don't want to actually play. It's like watching a movie. The, the, it came as paper maps in the box. You'd have a paper max, or you'd have to do Nintendo Power uh, Magazine, and you'd get tips and tricks from that. Like, that's all you had. That. That... There's no internet. You'd what are you gonna do? <laughs> that was it. That the I remember the the NES that I got for Christmas came with that like uh, whatever I forget what the book was called, but it was a book that was like three hundred pages that had all those different games, and it had one on Zelda of the map and would point you to kind of where the levels were and things like that. And that was that was it. Otherwise, you had an, yeah Nintendo Power to help you. Didn't they have like a, a hotline you could call. They, they did. Been. They used to have a they used to have a hotline. When Nintendo had had people on there that you could call them up and ask them how to get through certain levels. Yeah, I never I can't did that. That was a thing. Never, we, Someone we, got paid for that. That's amazing. Yes, <laughs> that's unfair. To basically look through. Yeah, they would play the game and know how to get through it. That's fun. That's awesome. We never had the money to do that. Or at least it wasn't allowed. <laughs> That was a long-distance phone call, Dan. I was. Don't get those 800 numbers, you know. It's 99 oh, cents for the first minute, five minute, $5 for each additional minute. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are the 900, the 1-900 ones. You're, you're yeah. calling a different phone oh, number. Oh, No wonder I didn't really get, uh, I mean, I got guidance, but not in the way I wanted, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so I've... I don't know which one. I don't know who's older here. I'm pretty sure Sean is next on the list here, who's going to be a uh, going to be 30 here in about a month. So, oh yeah, you're definitely uh, older. Than me. About 14 <laughs> days, yeah. Oh yeah, 14 days. There you go. Yes, All right, give us give us your give us your moments. All right, so my first introduction to video gaming was at a grocery store of all things they had a little uh, arcade section over by the gardening and uh, me and my dad used to roll up and play house of the dead 
Uh, that explains a lot. Just <laughs> so yeah, we my mom worked there, so we go visit her. You know, do our shopping, head over to the little arcade section, and just shoot zombies. And of course, you know, I'm not good, but he was a patient guy. <laughs> every time you'd roll up on that one that one giant metal guy that had the little gargoyle that would fly around him, I think it was like the first boss. Like just I was not good. <laughs> well at least you got there. Awesome. I mean it explains yeah, sometimes. It definitely explains he a, lot. a lot of paychecks. <laughs> and what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I you're you're I mean that in the fact that I know you're a big fan of horror games. Yeah. So I still haven't beat Biohazard. Something about it just freaks me out. I'm sure we'll be talking about that at some point. Well, Resident Evil 8, but that's uh, that's a spoiler for later. Oh, oh, oh. spoiler. Cut it. Cut that. You got a dump button, right? I don't know. I just... I could just... Turn you. I think I, I. don't know. I don't know. I never tried to get rid of anybody on a Skype call. All right, Adam. Yeah, but yeah, I don't so know what you actually would hit. I don't know. I just end the whole thing. I think. <laughs> Let's see. My my officially my turn. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. I can go. I'll go another. I got a two hour time frame here, right? I can get it all in in two hours. Your, your um, first gaming was the PS4. So my first time playing was about four days ago, <laughs> and I downloaded the Fortnites. <laughs> the Fortnites. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's free to play. Uh, no, so I, I was trying to really think about it, because like, as kids, like my brother, my sister, and myself, we, my parents would always buy us like the systems and... It didn't wasn't like right when it came out, like how things are so different now. And it was like we had we were a Nintendo family, so we had an NES, we had uh, Nintendo sixty four, which was big. That was like my childhood is Nintendo sixty four, and then the GameCube. Um, and I remember still having all three of them still set up next to each other and just rotating. So you know, Nintendo, we were definitely Mario kids. Um, so I was thinking like my. My favorites were probably Super Mario 2 on NES. Um, we didn't progress very far because <laughs> we we were little kids. <laughs> you, know, we're not, you just jump around as a dude and, you know, you, uh, die on every level. And then uh, for Nintendo 64, it was definitely Mario Kart because the we'd have the extender cables to fill up the whole room. And that's all we did. We'd race each other all the time. Um, for that, and then same with GameCube. It was all Mario games. I think the first game that really stuck out to me that wasn't a Mario kind of in that Nintendo mindset of a game was Madden 04 was the first time I really played a game that wasn't Mario, and that's the one with Michael Vick on the cover where he's like unstoppable, super fast as a quarterback, and remember being like, I want to be like Mike Vick and be a quarterback. <laughs> and, that, and then that's all I ever played on those little tiny GameCube discs. And uh, it was like that for most of the time until I finally, I think, bought my own PS2 or whatever it was. But those are definitely some of my big first games I remember playing. And then Mar- Madden 04 was on the Nintendo 6 or the, the GameCube? Yeah, and it was on. The only reason I know it's on GameCube is I played it at a buddy's house, and like so, like back then, you know, it's not how it is now, where you can all be in your own house and 
game, you'd go over have your parties together, LAN party or whatever it was, and um, my buddy had the Madden 04 one, and I remember playing it and being at his house playing, and he let me borrow it, and I never give it back. He never got that game back. That's how it goes. So that's how I know it was on GameCube, because we didn't have anything yeah. else. <laughs> it was like, I'm pretty sure we weren't friends after that, because he never got his game back. Uh, and I kept that Madden, and I constantly play that, which probably is why I have such a bad Madden addiction now, where I just am constantly doing franchises and playing them through, and it's most of my time. How are you with the newest Maddens? I know we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but... The newest Madden's like I'm a huge Madden fan. I I love playing Madden sure. up until about five years ago, and I cannot play them anymore. They're all the I, same. They are. So <laughs> the graphics. It's crazy how the graphics have changed, right? But even still, like the past like two, I think it's looked pretty similar. It's um, like FIFA. Yeah, it's, all it's the same game. They yeah. they know how to repeat it to get people's money, right? That's that's like the model. Is it's a similar game, some maybe slight features usually taking a lot of stuff out and then putting it out for the next year. But I play them. I'm still addicted. I love football, and I love playing Madden. Um, I am one of the super players of franchise where I create my team, and I trade everyone and then draft my whole team, and I will play through, like, 10-plus years of franchise mode for a team, usually the Packers, but I'm a homer, so I can't help it. There you go. I, I explored this year. I tried the Chargers out, you know, the San Diego. Oh, beat that. L.A. Chargers. You know, I tried nope. a new team out. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody's got to get fans of that franchise, so if you start a good dynasty, yeah. maybe the, you coach. The 20 people in the stands in-game, it's perfect, you know. It's like playing in front of no one, like how sports will be. That's off topic. It's like the Marlins. I do the same thing with <laughs> – yeah. uh, I do the same thing with FIFA, too. I'll, I'll play FIFA, and I still play that one because, like Sean said, nothing's changed in that game for sure. And I'll, yeah. I'll basically pick a team, and I'll dump everybody for the most part and just you know sign up all my, my team that I really want and sign all the new guys and everything like that. Yeah, so. that's exactly what I do. Yeah. I, I put a lot of effort into draft drafting like I'm a real GM or something, like I'm, I'm practicing for the big leagues. So I put way too much effort into yeah. that. And, That's the fun uh, part. Someday. Yeah, I, Someday. I don't play like I've been playing so long, like I I don't have fun if I don't play it on All Madden, you know, that's trying to be like a tryhard, but if if I don't play on All Madden, I won't play a game because I just don't have fun then. Because it's like not a challenge. But if I play online, I get super pissed. I hate doing it. I cannot play with over online play with other people. I think that's kind of how most games are designed, is for you to play it on the hardest difficulty, because that's the yeah. true experience. Yeah, you know, When you exactly. play it on easy and they give you everything and hand it to you just so you can kind of get through the story, that's one thing, but beating it on hard is something... It's that's an accomplishment. The, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so when I actually win a game, like I feel, like it, it feels like an accomplishment, and it doesn't truly feel like the 60 minutes or whatever it takes to play one game. <laughs> I'll do that with the wrestling games, with the, any of the WWE games. I'll, I'll sure. Uh, but if I get those, I'll put it on the easiest mode to get through the storyline because I don't want to be in some pain in the ass wrestling match. I just want to get through the match and just get the story going because I could give a shit. You know, I just want to beat the crap out of the guy and be done with it. Fair, fair. Yeah. It's easier that way. <laughs> and then there's games like Dark Souls where you don't get to pick the difficulty and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh That's my god! Good luck. That's it. <laughs> you got? Have you I played? Finally, have you played it, Sean? Which one? Dark Souls. Do you play it? 
Oh, yeah, I, I beat part two, and then I got Bloodborne for the PS4, which was kind of the same mechanic, but a lot less blocking and more dodging. And, yeah, when I got to Rom the Vacuous Spider, let me tell you, there was like two weeks of me trying to beat that one guy, and my <laughs> friend came over, and I was like, dude, look at how bullshit this guy is, and, and beat him. And I was like, dude, I swear this game is harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Should love those guys. <laughs> So, I mean, do you guys, I mean, I, between consoles, PCs, I mean, growing up, do you guys, if you guys ever play go into arcades, do you guys like playing arcade games at all? I mean, I think for me it was mostly consoles with maybe a little bit of PC thrown in here and there. I mean, Windows 95, that, there was some, you know, real good games on that. Doom. He said sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, it was like Doom. Uh, <laughs> Maybe oh, Pitfall. Um, nice. Okay. <laughs> no, so oh, mostly it was consoles, right? It was like, for me, NES and then N64. Uh, and I think I remember wanting the GameCube for the in the worst way and then didn't get it. And I've got it the PS2 and was so all upset and then realized, well, wait, the PS2, that's actually a pretty good console. <laughs> yeah. Uh, played through that. And then I think, for me, like PC gaming started when I hit college in the early 2000s, and from then on, it's ba- basically been PC all the way. Um, you know, I've owned a few couple consoles. I you know had an Xbox 360 and a PS4 at some point. I have the Switch now, but really, it's PC gaming all the way for me at this point. So you know, I think Dark Souls you're talking about. I think that's a PS5 or PS4 exclusive, right? Um, you know, so, so some of those types of games I didn't really get to experience, but uh, I don't know. I like the PCs. I like I like spending all my money to build up a PC and then <laughs> <laughs> not use it for half of the stuff it can probably do. <laughs> but so, it looks cool. It, it looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's got RGB, man, all the way. That's right. <laughs> Drew taught me well when I built my PC that I had to go RGB with everything, so I got all yeah, sorts of colors. You had more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, I think Sean, you're you're more of a PlayStation guy. I don't I don't know if you're if you play any Xbox or any anything on the PC, but you're more PlayStation centric for the most part, right? Oh, yeah. Now I am. For the 360, it was Modern Warfare, Gears of War, that kind of thing, going all nighters on that sort of stuff. Um, for PC, it was mostly Counter Strike and. That is unbelievably addictive. Um, my God, I, I actually want to download it since I have a laptop that can probably handle it at this point. But yeah, I think PlayStation's always kind of been my thing with some of their like Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War, like just some really good titles. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a, a PlayStation guy. Yeah, <laughs> wearing the PlayStation shirt, supporting the team. Adam, I'm not. I'm not sure about you. I, I know the the issues with me is is those those exclusives because there's there's a good bunch of games for Xbox yeah. as opposed to PlayStation. I, I'm not sure which way you lean towards if you if you're going for both. Yeah, mine. It sounds like we all kind of had a somewhat similar path through the Nintendo to jump to a PS2. I jumped to a Xbox 360, and then I got a PlayStation 4. So I've been back and forth i currently have an xbox one the gears edition that came out i think for gears 4 and then my playstation 4 
Um, because you're right, like the exclusive titles always drew it to me. It's like when we got an Xbox 360, we were given the choice: you either pick Halo or you Halo. pick or you pick yeah. Gears. Like our parents said, you get yeah. one or the other. Because it was still a time where like old and they whatever level game we wanted, they didn't care if it said MA on the cover because we kept ourselves busy. Um, That's so, how I got Vice City. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we're gonna we're have to do a whole show about Grand Theft Auto. I mean, <laughs> it was about Grand Theft Auto. But so it was when we got an Xbox 360. It was Gears, and I think it was, two was the first one I played where I was like, I love this game, and that's what really started drawing me into like an online play. Like as Sean used to like Modern Warfare, and then all the games follow after that. Like that completely changed how I wanted to play video games because. As you know, little kid, I really enjoy playing Mario with my brother and sister. But now you can play with any of your friends at your own houses, exactly. or like or random people, and play all these different games. And that was the biggest shift, I think. And I I'm still kind of fifty fifty on that. Like I, there was a good chunk of time where I only did PC gaming. Really, uh, I fell off that because it wasn't uh, it was cheaper to kind of just get the PlayStation games I was playing. And then um, kind of a mix. I like playing solo games, but I also like playing like the you know Call of Duty online play Apex is a big one I've played. Um, but it's a pretty good mix there. It sounds like we all enjoyed some of those same early Xbox PlayStation games. Vice City, I, we could talk hours on Vice City, and uh-huh. just a little like I was not supposed to be playing that game at that age. Like, <laughs> oh no, me neither. Playing that, and my we would have the sound way up in our room, and my dad would. Um, you could hear him downstairs yelling up, like, how come I'm always hearing cop sirens up there? Because my brother and I, our goal was always, get five stars, how long could you live? And then we'd rotate and just go back and forth doing that. And not even playing the game. <laughs> Find a good bridge you can hang out on and then just destroy everything that comes your way. Was, yeah, was well, and that's where we would get the gaming books. So you would find <laughs> out what the cheat codes were. So then you would... You could just keep getting unlimited, uh, like RPGs or whatever weapons. Yeah. Any gun, yep. man. Yeah, and we broke the game because we used too many cheat codes. There's actually you can't get past a certain point in Vice yeah. City if you use too many cheat codes, and we we broke that way too early. So when we actually tried to play it, we could never actually <laughs> beat the game. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Enter the Matrix, but it actually had the same thing where yeah. there was there was if you use cheat codes when you get to Malachi and Bane's level, it'll freeze, and I yeah. never could figure out why. We had the same thing because we were awful with that. We'd get all the cool games would come out, like especially like the Matrix game where it's based, you know, around a movie we saw that we also probably shouldn't have been watching that movie at that age. But then it, we were awful with cheat codes. That's all we would want to find because we had the most fun doing it that way. Oh, you remember the Game Shark? I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. best. <laughs> game Shark and the Game Genies. I still have my Game Genie for uh, Game Genies. I yep. think for the Super Nintendo. I don't know if I have it for the NES, but I got it. I still got mine in there. <laughs> Those awesome. are the best. <laughs> and you were lucky. I remember just wanting that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I used it a lot for uh, NBA Jam and all them because I wanted oh to get rid God. of the, the violence, not allowing people to push you and things like that and make it a little more realistic and fun. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that would get so frustrating playing those games. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my first sports game was NFL Blitz. Like, oh, uh, yeah, Blitz is the Blitz shit. Is so good. Oh, my God. Blitz is so good. So much. <laughs> 
that that's the thing you know i know we talked about madden but it's like now it's just realistic like i don't want that i want to go back to those games where it was like the arcade version of playing those games and that's what blitz was it was so much fun Oh, Blitz 2000, you could shoot up steroids and all other yeah. sorts of, uh, you know. Well, first down was 30 yards. <laughs> well, yeah. It's because you could throw the bomb. Uh, that was the best part about it. Yeah. I remember playing that game before we had a Dave & Buster's here in the in the Midwest. Uh, well, Mid- Milwaukee, I guess. There was one in Chicago. And I remember my brother taking me down there uh, with his buddy because... We just wanted to go down and play some video games, and that was at that point that was the only place you could go. And we go down there and spend twenty bucks and get a ten dollar rubber steak and ten dollars worth of uh, <laughs> game credits. And I remember spending all of those ten dollars playing uh, one game of NFL Blitz because you basically paid like I don't remember what it was two two bucks for a quarter. And you yeah. you know so then you play to get all four quarters you had to put in all that money and then of course. Of course, the computer makes the comeback in the fourth quarter and ties it to send it to overtime. Well, if you want to play overtime, you got to put some more money in. So I put the money in, finished overtime, still tied. <laughs> Went into another overtime. My brother's watching me. He's like, you know, you have to just keep play- You have to win this game. You have to keep going because I didn't want to put any more money in. <laughs> Luckily, I ended up winning. I think it took two overtimes to win, but, oh, you know. Those are those are the funds of the arcade where you gotta you just gotta keep spending money and those yeah. games are just bleed you dry but they're so much fun the Blitz game is like one of my favorites to play. I remember we played that we went to the arcade. Uh, what? Yeah, in, in when we were there, there, I was like, that's how I could tell you guys definitely play arcade games because like that was not a thing with me growing up. So like it's relatively new, like the hand eye coordination's there, but not knowing patterns and like. You know, it's basically a couple buttons, that's it. You know, really, you're two buttons yeah. and a joystick, right? So, um, those games are they're so much fun. I love that you can go to places like that where you just, here's a price, you don't have to end, keep all these quarters on you, and you can play all the games you want. I know, for me, Blitz was an N64 game. I mean, yeah, me too. Yep. I was going to say, that, I never paid for yeah. that. No. We, we did end up getting that after, because we had all three. I was like, okay, now we got to get every football game ever made, because I love Madden 04. <laughs> yeah, I played it. Yeah, I got it for the N64, but it was after I had played it in the arcade. That was my first memory of playing Blitz was, was there. It was like, wow, this is so cool, because I remember NBA Jam, and I'm like, this is awesome, because it's football, and you get to just destroy mm-hmm. guys. It's so great. It's an XFL simulator. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like Seville. You play eight games and then never happens again. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, power goes out. You get bankrupt. It's all over. <laughs> that keeps us related to wrestling with uh, with who owns XFL. Perfect. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say related to Blitz. Did any of you ever play the uh, the like latest edition of Blitz? I think it was like Blitz the League or something. They came um, out with another one. Yeah, there was a Blitz the League. Uh, I don't remember when it came out. It would have been probably oh, 10 years ago over that. Uh, okay, yeah. And it was like it was supposed to be made to be a little bit more realistic in looks, but it's still Blitz. And that was it. Th- it was like you would see the bones break and it would like zoom in. I remember oh, yeah. you could like break your break your nutsack open and it would zoom in on that. <laughs> you could see the hand getting caught in the face mask and it would just show the <laughs> fingers being completely ripped off the hand. And then the more you played, you unlocked the um, the like cover girls to for your home screen. So it was an addiction. It just kept you playing. <laughs> nice. 
I've it been... looks like that was a Xbox PlayStation 2. came out in 2005. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it was, it's old. It's not like it's recent. So it was one of the older ones, I think, that, like, if talking how Blitz came out, 2005 was a little later for Blitz. I was addicted to that. That was a lot of fun. Did you ever play Mutant League Football? It was more of a Sega game, but it came out for the PC recently as well. I don't know if you ever played that no. one. Mm-mm. I was not a Sega, not a it's... Sega person. The other was I. I had I have I have a Dreamcast back there as well. Yeah. Do you have Power Stone? No, I think I all I have is NFL oh. 2K1. <laughs> <laughs> the 2K version of NFL. I love that. Like the first one. First one. Yeah. That was the best one too on the Dreamcast. All you had to do was play as the Vikings and throw a deep bomb to Randy Moss, and he'd catch it for a yeah. touchdown every single time. Yeah, the, you Jackson find the treatment. team you can cheat with. Yeah. That's, that's was, all you needed. <laughs> he was he, he was the yeah he was the first he was the Bo Jackson of this generation of video. Games. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, <laughs> so online, you know, you mentioned a couple of online gamings. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, you guys still play yeah. online? I, I don't know if anybody does that and enjoys playing like. Sean, you mentioned like Call of Duty and stuff that you played. You know, do you do you still play online with anybody when it comes to that kind of stuff? Unfortunately, no. It's mostly uh, like split screening Borderlands with my girlfriend and things like that. Like, I really haven't gotten back into the online scene because all my buddies are Xbox One, and I just don't feel like buying another console just to play a game online with people. It's like, eh, you know, it's it's expensive, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, I used to, you know, all-nighters, you know, unlocking nukes on Modern Warfare 2 and, you know, just mm-hmm. playing an ungodly amount of Counter-Strike for 48 hours straight when I could still do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I really fell out of the online thing, which kind of sucks because I do miss it now that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I find it to be a lot of fun. It's frustrating, uh, is all oh, I can say that. But, I, like, it is a lot of fun, and, you, you know, you're playing with X, people right so if that's the, the difference and seeing how much better people are than i am at those games but yeah uh, I think... go ahead oh i no i go continue i was just gonna say that kind of what you were saying uh i i'm not i'm gonna call you dan so cut cut that dpp oh, boy. Uh, is that um i still play um the newest Call of Duty, like the Warzone, that's been pretty big. Um, I have a couple buddies where we will play that. We were playing like once a week, just trying like kind of as a social event uh, to, you know, just talk and see how things are going because we try to win, obviously, and we're not too bad. Um, I don't play like most people. There's people that that's their job, right? They just stream and play Warzone or Fortnite and stuff, and I don't take it that serious, but that and Apex, I really enjoyed Apex. I took a little break from that, but that's it. Otherwise, it's I realistically play a lot of games by myself, or just not really online enabled games. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, right now it's all single player, everything. Uh, but I mean, back in the day, probably in like the '06 time frame, I think at that time it's like Battlefield Vietnam. Was oh, out. Oh my god, yes. And then after that was like 2142, Call of Duty 4. I'm just kind of going through the progression here. Probably like Bad Company 2. 
so there's a mix of Call of Duties and Battlefields at the same time out around then, you know, between 06 and maybe 2010, somewhere in there. And I was really, really big into online gaming. Um, I'm not sure what they call them now, but I was like a part of a clan at that time and you know, a group <laughs> of friends that, you know, we even started, uh, you know, we had like a website and we started recruiting online and, you know, you'd pick up players that we would meet while playing. I think we were rated pretty high at one point. I can't remember which game it was. Probably Bad Company 2. But I think that was the height of the like online gaming for me. And man, mm-hmm. was that a blast. You would just... I mean, we had a pretty big clan. It was probably 30-something people at the time. And you know, anytime you went on, there were a couple people on there. You know, At that time, we had a, like a TeamSpeak, kind of like Discord is now. I think TeamSpeak's still around. Um, but we had a TeamSpeak server. You know, you'd, all, you'd log in. Somebody would be on there, uh, hang out play a bunch of rounds and then get off ah, that was the best and then i think you know life happens you get a little older you start getting <laughs> preoccupied with other things uh you get a job you have kids and it's like oh well i can't do that anymore <laughs> yeah so was that before now now... <laughs> all right go ahead. I, so. I was gonna say now it's a time commitment thing where you know i'm not I play single-player games because, well, first of all, I don't know anybody anymore that plays online games. And even if I did, uh, I'd be able to go on for, like, a game or two, and then I'd be out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That was before, you know, like, eSports and all that kind of stuff has been going on, right? That was kind of pre... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was where it took off from. It yeah. kind of started from there. It like was definitely Halo. before that got big, for sure. Yeah. I just remember MLG was the big thing, the Major League Gaming. Yeah. You know, and people are like, I had one of those sweatshirts. I had the logo on it, and a lot of my buddies did. Because it was like, it's so cool. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be a major league gamers, and then didn't follow that. And now you see how crazy different things are. Like, that's a huge focus. Uh, just having friends that, you know, or teachers and saying, like, they have gaming groups. That's a thing now, like, in school. And I'm like, wow, that is way different. Like, if that would have been a thing, I would have played no sports. It would have been just, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's all well, I do. <laughs> you can make that a living. I mean, geez, you can make you, people make money getting on. You know, they get. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to like basketball and, and you know NBA two K, you get you can get drafted to teams, and it's like yeah. crazy. You know, you play oh, yeah. while the actual sport is happening, and like it's that's just crazy to me. It's it's awesome that that's a thing, and I wish I like had the time commitment or like the energy to put that much focus into that. If only that's too much stress. Yeah. <laughs> I like to have fun with my games. <laughs> I mean, if we were doing all that stuff today, I mean, I guarantee you we would be streaming on Twitch and having YouTube videos and all sorts of stuff. Podcasts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was but, yeah, I was watching it the other day on on ESPN or whatever, and the. The esports with NBA 2K, it's like, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you guys have regular practices where they get together, uh, you know, and, and talk about strategy and practice how they're going to run plays and, and things like that. It's crazy. It's 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 so insane. It's it is literally a full time job if you want it. Yeah, and it kind of has to be because you kind of you're fitting to an audience that wants to watch that content, so you kind of have to be available when people are available to watch it, right? So like. You can't just be gaming during the day necessarily. You kind of have to game five o'clock later. You know, you think at nighttime is when a lot of the popular Twitch streamers are on, and, or whatever platform. Um, so, like your full-time job is basically work at night and then edit during the day and get your content out. 
and that's that's like all they do. But I'm sure that's stressful. Say not doing it and being like that'd be a ton of fun would be great, but yeah, that definitely be. A ch- I don't know if I'd enjoy video games as much as I do if that was what I had to actually do to make income. Yeah, it was a job. When it becomes a chore. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much. <laughs> so let me talk about a couple of favorite games that you guys are playing right now. Drew, I know you're more of a PC guy. What's uh, what's the games? What's your kind of your? Yeah. I guess your favorite genre for the most part. You know what? What do you prefer to play? And then kind of what are you playing right now? So, I don't really have a genre per se that I stick to. I move around a lot. So I think most recently the game I've been playing is Control. Uh, it's on the Epic Store. Uh, don't get me started, but it's a uh, it's a good game. Uh, Control is. Uh, it's have you have you guys played it, Dan? I think you played it, right? I am I am in the middle of it as well, uh, based on your recommendation. Yeah, yeah it's. A, I mean, it's a first uh, third person shooter type game, but you have you know certain telekinetic powers. Uh, it's kind of a. I suppose the enemies are sort of zombies. You don't know exactly kind of what they are, but they're taken over by. It's called the hiss, taken over by some uh, alien force that's infiltrated uh, the world. It's a it's a cool game. Uh, you really you kind of upgrade through or upgrade your characters throughout. Um, but really, it's a linear third person shooter. Follow the follow the missions. Uh, you can kind of pick. You, know, you probably have you know five or ten missions going at the same time. You can kind of pick which ones you're going on. But the main storyline is certainly linear. You're just progressing through the steps. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. The different upgrades are really cool. The 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 gameplay mechanics are pretty interesting. Uh, the way you use your guns and the different types of guns that you have or and the upgrades you get are pretty interesting. Uh, but I would say that's the that's one of the ones I'm playing pretty often right now. Uh, the other one that uh, is really super awesome is called Satisfactory. Uh, that is a world-building game. Uh, it's kind of a survival game. Uh, you're dropped into a world, and you're basically set to build up your base. And you really don't have a lot. Like They give you kind of a starting pod that you can go and build like your starting area, but then... You're scanning for minerals. You go out and find them. You know, it's resource collecting, uh, and then you you, re- uh, you research different science levels and you progress. It's one of those types of games. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you played different variations of the same thing, uh, but it's all first person. Uh, there's actual enemies that you can fight. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's an it's an early access game. I think they just released update three uh, about a month or two ago. Uh, it was on Epic. I think they're releasing on Steam soon, if they haven't already. Uh, it's a multiplayer game, so you can actually get together with friends and work on the same world. Uh, but it gets pretty grandiose. You know, you start with this very small like habitat that you're building, uh, and pretty soon you're building these entire factories to, you know, produce oil and you know make heavy machinery, and it's it's just blows up like crazy um, after quite a few hours of playing it, but it just gets crazier and crazier. The tech tree must be miles long in that game. So that's a pretty awesome one as well. If you So if you're, you know, let's say you started a game and you were, you were in the middle of building, you know, your 
city or whatever whatever it is and somebody else wanted to join you can they just can you just invite them and they drop right in in the middle of it and they can just kind of keep going from there or do you have to kind of like start from scratch with a group of people no they can come right into your game and start playing right with you uh that's one of the really nice things uh they're also claiming that you'll be able to do crossplay between steam and epic so it doesn't matter which version of the game you have you'll be able to crossplay between the two uh, I don't think there's any plans to release on consoles. I think it's PC only at this point. But uh, it's it's a super awesome game. And I'm trying to remember. It's the same people that released a different game. And I can't remember what it is. But I'll try to figure it out. And I'll come back to that. It's point. not uh, Factorio, is it? Is that your, your other favorite game? That is a fantastic game. It is. <laughs> so if anybody's played Factorio, it is much along the same lines of Factorio. But it... The graphics are worlds above Factorio. Like, Factorio is, I don't know what they call it, 2.5D. It's kind of a top-down look. Uh, it's, you know, it's the graphics aren't great. But, I mean, it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic game. Uh, I've devoted hours to hours and hours to Factorio. But this game, it's, it's first person. You're actually in the world. You can feel the weight of everything around you. Uh, it's a very different experience than Factorio was. So, Sean, you know, you're more of a console guy then rather than PCs. So what, what's uh, what's tickling your fancy these days? What do you play? So it came out a long time ago, but uh, still my favorite game is The Witcher 3. Like, that oh, is a game Agreed. that I can play Perfect. forever. This is like my third or fourth playthrough, DLC included. I mean, I, I still pop that in and, and go to town, like, every once in a while something that you just don't get sick of um and along the same lines just because i wanted to buy a new game i bought assassin's creed odyssey which is kind of like a knockoff witcher 3 so you know i guess that's kind of what i'm into now is just really long drawn out stories with tons of side missions you know i can just come home pick it up play for a few hours go to work come back throw in another couple missions um but yeah i definitely have to say the witcher 3 is the one that I'll just always go back to. So, Andrew. did you uh, did you play any of the other Assassin's Creeds, like the originals? I started on the original with Altair. You know, I got the one yep. that came with the the little statue and everything. Um, played part two, skipped to Black Flag, and then played Odyssey. Okay, I was wondering what your what your opinion of Odyssey was compared to the others because I loved it's, the originals. It's weird. But... It's yeah. not it's not Assassin's Creed like by any stretch of the imagination. There is no assassin missions. It's, you know, just roll up and are we are we allowed to cuss? Sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck shit up. Like, just show up and cut. Beep it. Beep it. Dump button, dump button. Fuck. Fuck that. Oh, fuck I missed it. Shit. <sighs> oh, again, we are drinking beer on air, so there you yeah. go. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Spirits. Yeah, well, that works too. <laughs> ethanol. We are all consuming ethanol. <laughs> Ethyl alcohol. What? Uh, so is that kind of your like kind of your go-to genre or anything like the, those? Like I don't know what you call them. I guess not necessarily just straight RPGs, but those type of open-world, uh, random you know stories that go kind of like, yeah, whatever it is, hundred plus hour 
Borderlands log campaigns yeah. type of thing. <laughs> there's, there's kind of a theme there, yeah, because me and my girlfriend are still playing Borderlands 3 after, you know, all of these years that it's been out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's kind of my go-to just because linear gameplay is fun, but it, it does feel limited and kind of gets boring after a while, whereas, you know, if you're on a quest that's just kind of like, oh, this is dragon ass, you just back out and go do something else. You know, kind of that ADHD style of playing video games. That's that's where I go. <laughs> that's one of the hardest for me. I, I need a game that kind of directs me where to go rather than just like, oh, hey, come over here. Oh, go over here. Oh, do that. Go over this way. Go this way. What? Wait, what? But you liked Red Dead Redemption, a, right? Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, that's the weird thing because Red Dead Redemption 2 is my, right now, ranked my number one all-time favorite game. Uh, just, just took over Legend of Zelda Link to the Past because it is fantastic and there's so it's so good but there is in a sense a linear progression to that game though yeah well i mean there is in the witcher too but man venturing off the beaten path you get some of the craziest stories that are just like how did they write this like just beautiful stories like it's crazy how good those games are and how much they draw you in like uh emotionally yeah not not that i cry but Okay. Uh, the Witcher <laughs> 3 was a really big one for me too, but I've never completed it. Dude, and you I gotta... Oh! <laughs> so, it's it's one of those games, and this comes back to just not having like time to play as often as okay. I would want. Fair enough. But it's like, you get so sucked into those games where you'll spend, you know, afternoon, like, that's all you want to do is you want to go home, you want to play that video game, right? You want to keep going through it. And eventually, for me, it's like I get burnt out on the game. And it's not that yep. the game got bad, it's just... I got busy doing something else and you go and you do something else for a week or two. And now it's like, Oh, I can't even remember where I was. Like, I don't even remember the control scheme, you know? So it's, it's one of those games you can't just, yeah, I'll spend an hour on this. Like no bullshit. Like (laughs) you're going to be there for a while. That's the problem. That's my problem too. Is like, I need, I basically need a game where that's why I love sports games. It's like, I can play it for an hour and I'm done. You know, I play one game of basketball or one game, whatever. (laughs) What? (laughs) What, you, what the hell did you say? Instant gratification. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I thought you said something else that was very dirty. So okay. <laughs> oh well, reiterate. What did I say? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, Perfect. By the way, MLG horn. I did just look it up. Uh, Satisfactory is the same people that made Goat Simulator. Yeah, I was looking at uh, it. But uh, don't let that fool you. It's nothing like Goat Simulator. So. Oh, well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the uh, Untitled Goose game? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You never played that one? That one's fun. I played a little bit of that. Yeah, I it's got it for really the Switch. <laughs> it's ter- It's so stupid, but it's so much entertaining just squawking at the gardener and grabbing his shit and making him chase after you is just kind of <laughs> there's something about that that's just entertaining it's goose shit that's what they do it's it goose shit <laughs> <laughs> alright so Adam bring... you got a problem with Canadian goose you got a problem with me <laughs> Adam that was a reference that you're not going to get I don't understand your references Reddit. My, hit my button hit my button <laughs> I don't have it I don't have it Oh damn it yeah, uh, here, 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 here. <laughs> I can't even hear it. I gotta turn it up. Damn it. <laughs> we'll put some effort into it. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Ruin the moment. That'll be episode two. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, Next time. We'll work on that. We gotta come up with stuff here. 
you know, we'll figure it out. I had a one about hosers, too, and I can't find that. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. So what do you got? What's what's your what's your game, Adam? What's your favorite? What's your favorite genre? What do you what do you like to play? What are you playing right now? So I I'm kind of split down the middle. Like even though I play online games, I'm not. I don't do that as much anymore. I'm definitely a sports person. So I big into 2K for basketball, Madden, because it's like what um, Dan said, where it's like I don't have all night or all day to play a game necessarily. If I can know it's going to take me roughly this amount of time to play one game in Madden, I, I'll do that because then perfect. That's all I needed. So I love that genre because I'm just a huge sports fan. So it's like you're playing it, living it, and I really enjoy those. Um, and they're a challenge. And then I'd say the games I like are those open world games as well, like Witcher, Skyrim, Borderlands, and. Um, I am currently playing through Borderlands 3. I did the same thing. Bought it when it released. I got the crazy DLC edition. I was like, I love Borderlands. I can't wait to play. And I got to like level five and I didn't play for months because it's exactly what Drew said, where it's like, I'd play it. I'd, all I think about is playing the game. I'd come back and I'd want to be like, I need to play. You don't play for two weeks. And it's like, what was I even doing in this game? What, what was I doing? And so I finally like dedicated myself to really now that we're home playing Borderlands Three, <laughs> and I almost completed the mission. So I went from like level five in like a month to I think I'm like a level forty five. Something nuts. Like I've just been nonstop playing that game. That's all I've been doing. And my problem though, why I haven't actually completed the main story, is because it's like what you guys are saying. I don't like just playing the main story mission. If I'm on a new open map, I want to complete every challenge side mission i can before i progress the story because i have more fun doing that and borderlands is a little bit more restrictive where it's not so open world but like skyrim to me oh, i can God. go back and play skyrim and like i will just create a new save and i'll play like 40 hours of skyrim with that new save not play it for a month and then do redo that process and just keep doing that and that's like like witcher skyrim's that for me and i actually just got witcher 3 i played through it once and they had it on sale through that PlayStation uh, sale days or summer days, whatever they call it. Uh, they had days like the, yeah, they had the game of the year edition, and it was like ten dollars. And I was like, of course oh, wow. I want this. Download it, and like once I finish Borderlands, I have other games I want to play. But going back to Witcher, I think is what I'm going to do. Uh, I just love that style of game where if I want to play start main story, great. If I want to do side missions or literally go f off on the horse and do whatever I want, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, so it's kind of a mix, and now that we're home, I get so much more time to play, where it's like, I love those open-world games. Wait, you have Which more it sounds like we all kind of do. <laughs> Did you just say, just say you're now, because you're working from home, you have more time to play games? Are you telling me that you're yeah, playing games work. on the clock here? Who works when they're working from home? You just move the mouse. <laughs> you gotta get the, like Homer Simpson and get that drinking bird that just hits the button yeah. and hits the key for you. I created this thing that just moves my mouse in a circle for nine hours a day. You're saying the quiet things out loud. Shh. Yeah, uh, Clip that. Cut that. You got, I don't want anyone to hear that. You kind of have your boss on, on the podcast. <laughs> Some, somewhat. A uh, so. dotted line. I don't yeah. actually report to him, and I can remove him from all things I've been told, so I'm not concerned. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Snitches oh. get stitches. Let's not forget. <laughs> uh. I I really think, and I saw that this is not original by any means, but I I really think games need to have a remind me where I am 
uh, button. Like, just give me a, you know, 30-second, one-minute synopsis of the entire game up until this point. Like, and maybe a quick tutorial. Like, what at least are the main buttons? Recap. And some good intro music. Really get you pumped for it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I swear, like, if Witcher had that, I'd go pick it up, you know, tomorrow. Because I'd be like, all right, I can get right back into it. No problem. See, that's what? why I keep a journal next to me while I play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's terrible. Like, I, did, I actually did that with uh, the Wind Waker uh, for the GameCube with Zelda. Because yeah. when you played that game, yeah, I could see that. it was, uh, you know, you're all, you're traveling the ocean or whatever. And it was like different different sections of it had different things and it didn't tell you where it was. So like I drew out a map of like, okay, in this oh, yeah. section, this is what's there over here because you had to come back to it eventually. So like I had it all drawn out of everything that was going on in each section. So yeah. I knew where to go back to. <laughs> I did that in you're Minecraft. Not a, I did you're the not same a real thing. Zelda fan <laughs> if you didn't draw a map in Wind Waker. That's right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all right. I got, I got one question. For everybody, before we head into the break, I'm going to start with Drew. And I want to know this. And if you remember the game, you tell me. Have you ever 100%ed a game? Uh, almost certainly not. <laughs> I mean, it would have had to have been like Minesweeper or something like that. Like, no. <laughs> that doesn't I count. Did, no. I <laughs> that does uh, not count. The answer... You can't, the answer no. is no. Windows 95 pinball doesn't count either. <laughs> Space Pirates. You know, I'll go off on a tangent. Speaking of which, Space Pirate, I just found that again. And you can play that on a Windows 10 machine. And it comes into a box about, you know, uh, postcard size on your uh, <laughs> big screen. But it is still phenomenal. Nice. That's outstanding. <laughs> but no, to answer your question, no. I, no. I don't think I've ever 100% of the game. All right. Adam? I have. Uh, I've I've done that for a couple of games, and they're all kind of the same rock star game. Like Borderlands Three will probably be the one I do next because of how I play it. But um, uh, I'm thinking of it's like Saints Row, was it? Where like oh, I got all God. achievements I could get. <laughs> I got. I think it was Saints Row One or Two. I probably did both, honestly. Where it was like the game's not complete to me until I do every single thing I can do. Um, which is how I play Borderlands. The last one I did um, was the Batman Arkham Asylum. So that took me forever because I don't know if any of you have played Batman Arkham Asylum, but I made sure to get every single one of those stupid Riddler trophies after I completed the main story. And that's the last, like, that was one of the last times I did that. Was 100% of game was that. But I was so addicted to it. It was so good. How? How did you do all the Riddlers? Like, there's not a chance. I it's, it's impossible. I was... But that's the thing now, right? Where it's we have the internet available. Where I'd be like, I would search the area, of the map, and Google, and be like, "How the fuck did someone do this?" And like, I do that now with Borderlands, where I'm like, I can't find this damn chest. Where is it? And I'm like, I'll look up the map. Oh, it's right there. I walk past it a hundred times. <laughs> that's how I do it, <laughs> and then I'd complete it. <laughs> so it's not the true essence of beating it. Like I'm, it's you're cheating it, right? So I'm using Google for that, but I still needed to. Do it. I didn't believe the game was done unless I got all those stupid Riddler trophies. And that's a lot of effort, though. It's a lot of hours. That counts. The uh, I don't care if you use the internet. The fact that you actually hundred percented a game counts yeah. for me sean 
Uh, it was one of the original releases for the Xbox 360. Do you remember Gun? That, that was the familiar. first game. That was the first game I ever got all the achievements on, and the other one that was about like walking around with a lead pipe, and there was a psycho killer and mannequins. Like those two were were the two launch titles for the 360. And because I bought a 360, I had to, you know, let's what what the hell are achievements? Let's get all these. And yeah, it's uh, <laughs> worthless, but. <laughs> Yeah, those are the only two games I've ever 100%ed. After that, I was like, why am I bothering trying to hunt down like this dumb shit way over there? Like, no, no. I beat the game. I'm good. <laughs> I did it one time. One time only. And that was the first of the new series of Tomb Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sure. I, I love that game so much that I didn't want to put it down. So I'm like, I'm just going to... I finished the storyline. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go through... Hit all the fast travels and find all those spots, all those little, you know, the tombs that I didn't complete, and then all mm-hmm. those little, you know, trinkets and stuff like that. That yeah, you can just pick up for no good. That don't do you any good, but it's just the fact that you can say I, I actually got a hundred percent of the game done. Um, you know, just like you know, like you said, at Rockstar Games, you know, you actually finish the story, and that's like what fifty percent of the game, maybe. Yeah, it's not even the full game. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going I never through. played the Tomb Raider games like that. I, I wish I could have. That was my parents' cutoff. We could play kill people in Grand Theft Auto, but you <laughs> see some side boob, shut it down. You can't you can't play those games. Not even side boob, it was side pyramid. <laughs> so, oh she's showing some hips. <laughs> yeah. Not that I go not that far back. The new the new version of the Tomb Raider. The, go back, the gritty... go, back to, go back to shooting people with rockets off the top of buildings. <laughs> That's fine. Popping I go, people's heads with a sniper. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see side boob, but I can go pick up a hooker. <laughs> yeah. Get your money back. Don't forget to get your money back. <laughs> I knew how to beat this system. I knew how to beat. This yeah, I'll play this game instead. Don't worry. Uh, we gotta save off. Grand Theft Auto. I got too much to talk about. Yeah, I think, no, I think that'll be that'll be a full episode for sure. <laughs> we can just run a series on Vice City, San Andreas, Part Four. Nothing like. <laughs> I started with three, and I loved three. Oh, and I hated three. Just, and going back, <laughs> oh, awful. It's garbage. But I just like, playing it the first time, I was like, this is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> I say that a lot. Oh. I start playing a game like, this is the best. <laughs> Speaking of 100%, I just watched a guy 100% Grand Theft Auto Five in 10 hours. Why? Why? <laughs> Wait, you watched him for 10 hours? Well, there's a YouTube video. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't watch all 10 hours. Sure, you were, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I know what you were I doing the last three days. Yeah, who got the real enjoyment? Yeah. No, he had 10 hours. 100% at Grand Theft Auto 5. I didn't, that's crazy. Oh. Speed running is, a, is another sport of in, in of yeah. itself. Like, speed running is nuts to me. I've, I've seen like, a few of those. mistake and you've ruined it. And it's like, no, nah, that's too much pressure. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, in some of those, like those old games, you know, that's what I, you know, what's crazy about some of those old games is you, if you die, that's, you know, not just necessarily speed running, but just there was no continues. There was no nothing. You, you died and that was it. You start all over from the beginning. I don't know if anybody. Oh, like the Lion King game. Lion King. <laughs> Do you, you remember play, the Lion King? You play Ghosts and Goblins. I don't know. <laughs> So there was the Lion King and there was an Aladdin game that both had like this equally impossible section of basically you had to memorize it as you played it over and over and over to try and just time like how you were going to jump over these little obstacles. Like it's oh my God. 
impossible to beat. Like, I just go look up the Aladdin game, like the little magic carpet ride section. It's fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> the people who invented it were sadists. <laughs> that was the problem with those back then, man. Those people were like that. There was it was absolutely impossible to win those games. Like I, Ghosts and Goblins was the, for me was the worst one for the NES. If you I don't ever know if I played game. that. It was it was so insanely hard. I I don't think I've ever gotten past level one. Oh. you have you literally have two hits. You have your your guy has armor. And you get hit, and you lose the armor. You get hit again, you're dead. And you're starting from the beginning every single time. That was Sounds it. Sounds like Dark Souls. Yeah. And, you know, think about that back then with 2D and shitty, you know, reaction times. <laughs> and all you had was a damn spear that you threw. Forget the hitbox the size of your screen. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> it was the worst goddamn game of all time. It pissed me off so much. <laughs> all right. We're going to go ahead and take a break here. We'll pay the bills, play some commercials. When we come back, we'll talk a little Steam and a little PS5. You are listening to A Winner Is You, brought to you by TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So I don't know if you guys have actually gone and checked out Angry Lemonade's website yet, but I, I'm you know stupidly extra promoting this thing right now. But I was just looking at it the other day, and I, the, my favorite right now is the Skelemoitor, which is Skeletor. If you're a big fan of Masters of the Universe or anything, <laughs> which is Skeletor, but with um, you know the the Dia de los Muertos kind of. Uh, Sugar skull, yeah, the sugar skull, kind of all that, the fan, the nice colors and everything, sugar skull, but yet in Skeletor form, which is uh, it's actually pretty awesome if you go check it out. Uh, it's one of my favorites right now. All right, so let's talk very quickly on the Steam Game Festival for those of you that are PC gamers, which is a few of us here on this podcast. They are it got delayed a little bit, uh, but I don't know. They haven't done it that often. I think they started it last December was their first one, if I remember correct correctly. But June 16th through the 22nd, they're doing a Steam Game Festival, which they're going to have uh, time-limited demos where you can kind of you know get some demos, playable experiences of... I'm not sure what games. I haven't seen any list or anything yet. I'm not sure. I know, Drew, I know you're, you're a PC gamer a lot and, and Adam a little bit, but... 
I'm not sure if you've seen anything. I haven't seen it yet, but it's an opportunity to you know play a hand good good bunch of demos. There's opportunities to kind of talk with developers as well, probably about you know those those early access games and things about you know how to make their games better, as well as I'm hoping some game sales because those are you know my favorite times of the year is when my games that I've been sitting on my wish list finally go on sale. So is there anything Drew that you're looking forward to, perhaps that you're hoping maybe I I know, I know there's not a lot of news on it quite yet of what demos will be available, but any hopes of games that might go on sale that maybe you're sitting on your wish list right now? Yeah, I think it, you know, it recently got delayed, uh, obviously because of everything that's been going on. It's, you know, 2020 after all. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, I agree with you. The, the summer, you know, summer sale is always a, a big highlight of the year. You know, they, I don't know, Steam probably does with four or five sales throughout the year. Uh, but, it's always a great time when you can go and pick up a game on the cheap. Uh, I think, you know, right now there's not a ton on my list that I'm really looking forward to. I think one thing that I'm focusing more on is VR games. Uh, you know, I got the Valve Index uh, a couple weeks ago, or, oh, geez, months ago at this point, two months ago. Um, yeah, so, and, yeah, I know it, you know, Dan, you got uh, you got one as well. We both were very lucky to hit the button fast enough Ooh. when they became back in stock. That was uh, fun. That was a fun day. Part of the first. <laughs> you guys were working. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had that uh, sale, or they finally became in stock. It was like ten o'clock in the morning or something by us, and yeah, we were we must have been quick on the trigger because we were part of the first group to get them. Uh, and you know, Half Life Alex, part of that deal came out. At, I would say that's probably one of the games I've been closest to hitting 100%. Uh, I've gotten almost everything except for that damn gnome. Uh, which I'll tell you, in every other location in that game, you can leave the gnome if you know you're coming back to that location. Like when you're crossing that bridge of the railroad tracks, you can throw the gnome down there because you know you're going to be coming right back around and pick him back up. Everything except for that damn hotel. <laughs> I left the gnome out in the courtyard of that hotel. I'm like, you know what? I'm coming right back down. I'm going to go through this hotel and come right back down. The gnome is gone when you go back to pick it up. Uh, and Interesting. By that point, at least the in-game saves, you, you did, it's gone. too much time is gone. You don't have a save to go even back. So I'd have to go all the way back to the beginning, start over. I was like, screw it. So that's, I think that's one of the only ones that I'm missing. And that will be a topic wow. of conversation. That might be episode two is to talk Half-Life because I know we got big Half-Life fans here. And <laughs> Half-Life Alex for the VR, if you have not played that yet, is phenomenal. And maybe Sean will have to, you know, you're coming up to visit one of these days so you can play that thing uh-huh. because it is goddamn ridiculous. It's beautiful. Yep. And I don't it's... have it. I'm just watching videos of it, like gameplay of it. It is beautiful. It's, it's it is such a game changer. I, the VR. So I had a Vive, uh, original HTC Vive, for a couple of years before this, and finally felt it was time to upgrade with the Index. And oh my God, it is the Index itself is amazing. But then when you pair it with Half Life Alex, they it it's just phenomenal. Um, and Sean, I know you're a fan of the horror genre. They mm-hmm. it's it's just enough horror to people you know that aren't super into horror can still get through it except for dan who's shaking his head but oh, it <laughs> that hotel man is, oh man 
that hotel is <laughs> that's something else. But so it's for me anyway. It was just enough horror to like keep me on my toes, but not stop me from progressing through the game. Uh, but man, it it is just on another level. So I agree. We'll we'll save that for another time. Uh, to get back to your original question, I would say I'm focused on VR games at this point, especially with the uh, index. I think one that I'm interested in that I I tried in a demo uh, was uh, that Westworld Awakening. Um, I, I understand it's not a super long game, uh, and I also understand that I don't think it's worth the $30 that it is uh, at base price. So I'm kind of hoping that goes on sale. I might pick that up if I can get up, you know, get it for. 10 or 15 bucks, I think that's probably appropriate. Um, and really, there's not a whole lot else that's on my radar right now. I kind of I kind of need to go through and stack up my wish list before the sale starts. So, uh, does anyone else have anything? You guys, any any guys uh, PC looking for anything special? I was thinking about downloading Rome Total War again. Because <laughs> I used to have that, but now I, I've been out of the PC game for a while, <laughs> unfortunately. I do enjoy playing PC games like Command & Conquer, but it's uh, a bit out of my price point, even though I know I can build like a super cheap one, but I want to build something like Ills. <laughs> yeah, really if you're save do up that. and go all out. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you got to go big, right? I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Drew. Here, I mean, my wish list is basically filled with VR games at this point. There's not really anything else I want to play that urgently, other than just every VR game that's possible that's out there because it's so much fucking fun to play. Uh, you know, you I've... should play Biohazard on VR. I think you'd be a fan of that since you like horror games. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I played. Oh, oh dude, I, I shit my pants. <laughs> just go play. Uh, what is it? Is it Duck? What's the? Uh... Duck season. Go go play duck season on VR. When you come oh, here a great one too. and play that, you will shit your pants as well because it's like duck hunt, but in mm-hmm. VR, but with an evil dog. Ah, and it is the most. <laughs> it is so terrifying and scary because you even though you know what's coming for the most part, you it's no, it's still like it what the fuck up. is happening. So when, it's it's literally when you say first person, it's crazy because like at the beginning of the game you're playing like kind of as this kid and you you pick up the you know old uh light gun from the nes and you're pointing at the tv but then as soon as you enter the game you get teleported into the tv and it's a first person shooter game but it's duck hunting you know, there's ducks flying around but then all of a sudden you're like you turn around and it's the tv like you're inside the tv you're looking back out on the kid that's behind you and you can see stuff moving around like you can see his mom walking past behind him and stuff so the yeah. whole time you're like looking over your shoulder to see like oh what's going on like there's a whole story going on behind me that i can't even see and it's this this total innocuous duck hunt game that's going <laughs> in front of me and uh it just gets more and more intense oh, yeah. as the oh, game yeah. goes on cuz like each level each level you like get ported teleported back into the living room and then like every section every time like an hour passes and like some other shit happens and something different is changed in the room and like you'll look back and your mom's like in the kitchen doing something and then the next time you look back and your mom's sitting at the kitchen table doing something and then all of a sudden you look back again and your mom's laying on the floor with a knife in her back bleeding and it's like wait what spoilers what what happened what happened what the hell just happened (laughs) Keep yeah, it. Keep the spoiler part. horn. She's got a tick in her back. Put that in. Cut that in instead. 
Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. It's not a knife. It's a dick. <laughs> hey, now. She's got a good hatchet wound back there. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that Resident Evil 7 Biohazard you're talking about? Yeah. It like is on the... sale right now on Steam. Oh, look at that. Oh. Ten bucks. Dude, get it. Oh, Ten my bucks? God, get it. Ten if, bucks. If you can play it on VR, it is, is it just deep? out of this world fucking creepy. Like, it's really fucking scary. I'm going to guess You just feel not. so helpless the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's VR compatible unless there's like a mod or something. No! It's on uh, PS4 VR. I was really? hoping they ported it to the PC. Yeah. Well, oh, surprising. dude. It's, huh. it's something else. That's surprising. They wouldn't have wouldn't have ported over the VR to the uh, Steam console, but no, that's weird. Well, the cool part about that one is, um, like, all the Resident Evil games have been going more towards like military shooter type things, where you're just kind of you know overpowered and just shooting through shit. But Biohazard gives you that feeling of being a weak little bitch again, <laughs> and every time you <laughs> run into somebody, you're just like, oh god, oh no, no, no. Oh, I'm just watching it's... the. I'm just watching like the trailer. The trailer. Oh, this Dude, is not it for is, me. It is, so fucking, <laughs> it is so fucking good. They went back to horror and they did a really good job oh, with it. And boy. part eight is coming out on the PS5. So I'm like, oh yes, yes. that's one reason to buy it. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's. Uh, I think we're good here with the Steam stuff. Look forward to that. You know, June 16th through the 22nd. We don't exactly know what games will end up being on sale and what demos they're going to have released that you can play, but keep an eye on it. Go on their website. They're going to, I'm sure, as as soon as we get closer here, they'll let us know uh, what games will be out there and what you'll be able to do and buy. I'm I'm really hoping that they put some of those VR games back on sale because I'm looking forward to to playing something new uh, as well on there. So let's get to our last topic, which. I think everybody's pretty excited about here and we'll talk. We've been dropping hints a little bit <laughs> and let's, uh, let's get this final, final boss. I think we're going to call it here. The last, the last battle going. Oh. Anybody know where that one's from? That was really good. It sounded like I'm a like fart that. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> here, we'll play a little bit longer. against any of the Koopas yeah, in Super Mario, Mario World. I'm trying to remember if it was it's Super Mario World, right? It is. So it just said, yeah. So I was trying to remember if it was, yeah. I was trying to remember which one it was. It's where when you play it I know it's Mario, but which Mario? I never know. It is Mario. One of the Marios. <laughs> That's from the Mario. It's from the Marios. Right? The Mario? Mario, yeah, it's Mario's. from the Mario. Oh yeah, the Mario, don't you know? Don't you know the Mario? That's what you guys sound like to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's talk a little PS5. We, uh, As we record today, it's a Thursday, it is June 11th, and earlier today, PS5 had a little, uh, well, Sony had a little event where they got to release some information on the PS5. We got our first look at the design, what it looks like, a little bit of the specs, and a good handful of the initial releases. Since he's so excited to talk Resident Evil, 
I'm going to throw it to Sean first, and at least let's talk about how it looks. It is definitely different than anything we've seen when it comes to a video game console. Well, they they definitely moved away from that sort of blockish look that Xbox loves so much. PS4's kind of been changing their shape a little bit more, but that's it's a little out there for me. I mean, it kind of comes off as an art piece, which I guess is nice, but only if it fits like the aesthetic of how you have your, you know, gaming setup going. Like it it draws a bit too much attention for my tastes, but then again, I don't have one sitting in my living room to kind of compare what it would look like, but it it comes off as artsy to me. Well, and maybe that's just me. You know, generally, you know, we, we're used to kind of, for the most part, I mean, uh, consoles are generally black, right? They they kind of fit into the aesthetic of a room. You know, try I guess not. They're not trying to stand out as much, right? I guess that's that's yeah. kind of the idea. So. I mean, it's kind of like a computer. It's it's just a rectangular prism. It's there. It makes a lot of noise and gets hot, and you have fun. But <laughs> this thing is, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of, I like it, but at the same time, it's kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, alienish looking. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I mean, that. Okay. It's kind of got that. that it's the, you know, the inside of it's a bit black, but then the, the kind of the white surrounding it, like a, you know, like an opposite Oreo cookie, uh, but, but it's kind of... Those are reverse Oreos. Put some respect on that. <laughs> it's a reverse Oreo, excuse me. <laughs> I, I do I do get that feeling, though, right? It's it's kind of yeah. futuristic, more... I don't know what they're... I almost get that, like, you know, Dubai, you know, I have a ton yeah. of money to spend. Let <laughs> me just make this Khalifa. thing look fancy for the sake of fancy, the right? Khalifa. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if anybody else has got any opinions on on the look or anything like that. I just think it's so it's really strange. Like it looks really good vertically, like in that vertical orientation, it looks really good. I just am looking at it and I'm like, how does this thing sit on its side? Because I think a lot of people will be putting this, you know, in a in a cabinet under their TV or you know whatever. It not as many people have it vertically oriented. This thing, like you said, it looks like a tower. Uh, when it's vertically oriented, you know, it has those big wings that kind of come off the top. Uh, it just looks, you know, I see a couple pictures here of it on, on its side. It just looks kind of strange. Um, and, I mean, those wings, it, that to me just screams like you're going to get it caught on something. Any kind of cord or anything is going to get caught and things going to go toppling over. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting look for sure. They definitely did not follow, like you guys said, they didn't follow that rectangular prism uh, kind of standard that's been set by the industry. Uh, it, is, it is something else. Well, and the Xbox, for, for the new Xboxes coming out, is, you know, from what we've seen of the pictures of those, it looks more like a PC for the most part. I mean, it's basically just a square block, right? It seems like they're trying to go towards more of this this. I don't know, vertical look rather than laying flat like it used to. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, Adam, maybe this is the case, but, you know, I think some of these, they're trying to make it more of a statement piece and something you're going to be using for more than just video gaming, I think, at some point. Yeah, I agree. Where Like, I kind of agree with everybody where it's like, it's an interesting look. Like, I don't know if I hate it or love it either way. I'm neutral until, like, me, until I try it. And I think the look of how it looks now is a lot better than some of those, like, 
teaser guesses that people are putting out for what oh, it could have looked like. So, like, if you're looking at different concepts, it's like, I don't mind this. It's like it's trying to be a PC, a mini PC here, and you have to, like, I don't understand how you would lay this down. And I think that's just how we've gotten used to with a console is you, you lay it down. Like, I remember I stood up my PS2, my Xbox 360, and it was always a hassle. Like, it's not, there's not space for it. So, and if it ever tipped over, it, I'd be freaking out. Like, I something broke. Something's broken. And I can see that happening with this. And with, you know, I, I've seen the guesses of what the price is going to be. And, you know, it's in line. It kind of goes up with escalation of what, like, PS4 and Xbox One were. Like, it makes sense. And, like, I don't want, if it's roughly $500, I don't want to stand that vertically and risk it falling over. Like, Dan, we have cats. And my cats are all over the place. They're going to knock this thing over immediately. My one climbs on my current PS4, and I have to try and get her off it. Like, that part would worry me. The controller, it looks like it's pretty similar, but pretty cool. Like, I wouldn't know until how it fits my hands. I've always preferred a PS4 controller. Um, or not PS4 controller, but a PlayStation controller compared to Xbox. That's just my preference. But it's got... It's a cool-looking design. Like, it does draw my eye. Like, oh, that's cool. But, like, actually using it, I... I would not be a fan if I have to stand this thing vertically um, because I think I can be a little bit more uh, protected with an actual, like, for PC versus this. So let's talk a little specs. Uh, I'm going to go to Drew since he, he loves his specs and loves his data. Um, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> he's looking it up right now real quick. <clears throat> Console. Yeah, it's super fast. It's super it's, fast. It refreshes real good. Supposedly, yeah, 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 yeah. It turns over. You know, eight bit images. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, they're using AMD's, you know, processors and things like that, which is probably you know pretty common, I think, for everything. But they're, uh, you know, how that's gonna compare. I mean, we've seen some of the previews of that that AK, you know, imagery that the PS5 could do. I don't know if you've seen that video, which is pretty awesome, but. I think the big thing is really going to be that solid state drive that they're putting in there. It's certainly going to help mm-hmm. uh, help read times. Yeah, and but... from what it sounds like, yeah, uh, all games are basically going to have to be downloaded to the solid state drive in order for it to work properly, too. Yeah, that's well, kind of the PS4 is like you have to install yeah. your games. So. That's what's yeah. It's kind of just how it's changed. It, the disc is useless now. You can just download it anyway. It shall download. That's how that's how all of them are. Even the Switch, right? You get those little cartridges, but you wish you hadn't. You wish you just bought it with a digital, because then you don't have to worry about it. Um, and, and I think you're right, Dan. I think the SAD, uh, the SSD is a huge uh, game changer for consoles in general. Um, you know, I, the PC world has had them for a long time, and it's just nice to see that those are finally coming to consoles. The spinning disk drives are out. It's so uh, much quieter. Yeah, yeah, it's so much. It's so much mm-hmm. faster, so much quieter. Uh, you know, it's cooler. And at the end of the day, um, it's interesting that PlayStation or Sony went with a, a slightly smaller one, a twenty-five. I think, from what I've read, it seems like it's kind of a proprietary size or something that they've done uh, to end up with a twenty-five versus a one terabyte that's going to be in the Xbox. Um, you know, I think that's going to be. You know, it could be to their detriment, but you know, at the same time. I guarantee you there's going to be plenty of add-on cards and additional drives that you're going to be able to buy for this thing. Right. Hell, I guarantee you're going to be able you, – you might even be able to just plug in an off-the-shelf uh, you know, external drive. Who knows? 
So how, yeah. how fast I mean, is that going to fill Sony up? and Microsoft, maybe not, but <laughs> yeah, you got um, yeah, exclusive ones. <laughs> so I think from, you know, from a processor standpoint between these two, at least, you know, they look pretty similar, uh, you know, 3.5 gigahertz versus 3.8. Uh, they're both the same generation AMD, uh, you know, processors. I have heard that they're doing some unique things with thermals between uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation. I think this is accurate, uh, that the Xbox is actually going with a standard clock speed. They're not going to have any turbo uh, on their clock, and they're just going to say, it's just, it is what it is, 3.8 gigahertz, done. Um, Whereas the PlayStation will actually be able to turbo up. Uh, and kind of make use of some extra fans, you know, spin some fans up, make use of their extra thermal overhead. Uh, so you might see some better performance, but you also might get more fan noise. So it's interesting to hear the kind of differences that they're going with uh, between uh, the two companies there. Uh, which one's going to be better? It's really going to come down to when we see it and when it comes out. I mean, I think anytime you're talking consoles, it really comes down to exclusives, right? I think from a specs perspective, they are very similar you know, there's not. I don't think there's going to be a ton difference between the specs. They're both coming out at the same time. They're going to have the same hardware. Um, so it's going to come down to exclusives in that standpoint. Well, not necessarily exclusive, but let's talk a little bit about the games that they have demoed and showed us a little bit about. I'll run through a couple, and then I'm going to turn to Sean right away because I know he wants to talk about this one, and I'll say it last. But a couple of the couple of ones we saw. Uh, at least ones that I'm excited about for sure is Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift oh, Apart yeah. because I love Ratchet nope. and Clank. That was one of my the exclusives that I love for the PlayStation. I was really kind of hoping they maybe do another Uncharted, but I don't know if that's going to happen because I know the story kind of ended. But uh, not necessarily exclusives, but Gran Turismo Seven. We saw Godfall, Demon Souls remake, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. They're going to do an upgraded version of Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the upgraded version is, but you get it for free if you had it for the you PlayStation 4. You give them more 4. money. So, yeah, pretty much it, right? Shark cards. Keep getting them <laughs> <Yeah>. shark cards. <laughs> uh, they're doing another Sackboy, which is pretty interesting. Uh, well, I guess it was Little Big Planet, but they're going to do one uh, specifically for Sackboy. It's a good nickname. I like that. Sackboy, Sackboy is that what you want to be? I'm calling you the cooler. I still like the cooler for you. <laughs> the cooler? Yeah. The AC. The cooler. Yeah. Oh, I go with AMC, but that's copyright, so strike that. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, they showed us a little bit about NBA 2K21, which will be coming out. Um, but let's talk a little bit of Resident Evil 8. One of your favorites, Sean. Now you're talking. <laughs> what are you, you're looking forward to this one. How, how big is this one on your on your radar? If it comes out at launch, that's the first game I'm going to buy. Like, that's just it. I mean, I bought the uh, all the Resident Evil remakes they put out for the PS4, including Resident Evil 3, which they made a lot better than the original, so that was kind of cool. Um, Biohazard was a step back towards that horror element that they had kind of clung to in uh, 0 through 4, and then 5 got into kind of the military, you know, shooter-type stuff. But this... Eight kind of seems like it's going to be a lot like four, where it's a small village. You know, you're not familiar with the locals. It's really fucking creepy. You don't really know what's going on, but then shit hits the fan, and that's that's kind of the formula for Resident Evil that works for me. 
I don't know. Has anybody else played Resident Evil? Anybody big fans of Resident Evil here? No. Uh, I haven't played, but I am one of the people that I really enjoy gameplays and other people content. Um, and I have watched a lot of playthroughs, especially on the remakes for PlayStation. So, like, oh, when you're speaking, like, Resident Evil 4 and how, like, you're in this little... That's the one where you're kind of, like, backwoods... You're out in there. Spain, yeah, like the yeah. Catalonia mountain area. And so, like, watching those playthroughs, like, I could see how I could enjoy those kind of games. But that's the type of game where someone editing it, cutting it down, and I get to see, you know, clips of it. I'm like, this is still really good, but I don't have the time commitment. I It looked, like, clips-wise, it looks good. But I think a lot of these games look good until, you know, it's the theatrical version, right, of these games. So they always look really good until you actually see what it looks like. I'm definitely interested in this one for sure. I, I, I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan. I played uh, Resident Evil 2, which I liked, and then I did play... Resident Evil 4 was outstanding. It was super fun, and I really... I'm not the biggest on horror, but that one wasn't necessarily, like, so over over the horror genre that it made it, you know, too horrifying. It was actually a really good, you know, just third-person game to play. So it was, uh, you know, it was pretty awesome, and I really enjoyed that one. And if, the, you know, if that's the case with with eight, that it's you know with being at you know Resident Evil Village that they're kind of calling it, I think is if they're kind of going back to similar to Resident Evil Four, I'd be super interested, and I would love to get this one, which will be tough because I, I don't know if I want to get a PlayStation Five because trying to move more to <laughs> more to place the uh, PC games, but I you know. It sucks because I love a lot of the PlayStation exclusives, so it's it's going to be tough for me to to say goodbye to console gaming. So I, I'm sure at some point I will pick up a PlayStation Five. It's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the, in the, the funny same boat as you, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say I'm in the same boat as you, where it's like I play PlayStation Four the most, and I'm like, it's going to re- if there a lot of these games that I would be very interested in playing if those come out when the console comes out then I'm going to buy it. If not then I can hold off wait till maybe a deal at some point when prices go down or they can they give you a couple games with the console um but yeah I it's going to be a big decision come end of this year of what to do uh with this coming out. So one other game I just wanted to touch base on as well is if uh, for those who have the PlayStation, I don't know if you played the the Spider Man that had just come out a few years ago, but Spider Man Miles Morales uh, looks absolutely insane. I am ridiculously excited for this game because I loved that Spider Man game. If you ever played uh, Batman Arkham yep. Asylums, um, it's you know to the point of the fighting style and things like that. It is basically that type of fighting style, but put it in, put yourself in Spider-Man shoes. You know, it it's is so fluid, ridiculously good, amazing. And I need to finish it. it. The that Spider-Man game is amazing. Like sitting over New York, right, and just seeing the whole landscape, and just being like the sun coming down, and then you're swinging through buildings. Like that alone makes that game fun. And then it's like Arkham Asylum, which I love so. I, oh, that, I saw that. That's the first clip I saw today, and I was like, I need to play that game. And if you didn't, you didn't play that game. Uh, you know, uh, what are you doing with your life? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have a PlayStation. As long as you have a PlayStation. Don't alienate people. <laughs> 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 I 
I wish that game would come out on other consoles or or you know anything else because it was just so fun. Uh, and the the story is like just ridiculously good on top of it, you know, and, and it introduces mm-hmm. you to you get the side quests of you know playing as Miles in that game, and then as well as um, uh, Mary Jane doing a few things too, which you know gave you some different elements, and it was just so cool because it you know it wasn't just necessarily straightforward linear you had all these different things that that happened in the game too and just the ending of that game was so ridiculous fuck taskmaster and continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the, the the battles with the, with the goblin and everything and uh you know vulture and stuff just, god it was just so good i, I don't even know but yeah, watching that 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 trailer, I'm just that's the one that's got me the most excited uh, for this console. I, I yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Say about. no more. Say no more. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think uh, I think we've talked enough about that. You know, uh, go check it out. You know, if you haven't looked at the specs or anything yet, if you're if you're deciding between the two different. You know, consoles like 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 Drew said, it kind of comes down to, I guess, your preferences to, you know, exclusives and things like that because it's going to be hard to decide if you you know if you can't get both, which most people can't, and especially in the world right now, it ain't going to happen. Uh, if let's say you guys had to choose, I know uh, Drew's more of a more of a PC guy, but exclusive wise, you know. You got certain games that come out for the Xbox, certain games that come out for the PlayStation. What, what do you guys? What do you lean towards the most when it comes to the games? I think for me, it's PlayStation. I mean, I'm just trying to rack my brain for the exclusives that would come out in Xbox that I couldn't miss, and I can't really think of any. But you know, like when you're talking Spider-Man and Last of Us Two and some other mm. things that are definitely going to be coming out on PlayStation. I don't know. It it'd be hard to to go another way for me. Adam, what are you, what are you thinking? Agreed. I think you know if this was like many years ago, with when Gears and Halo were at their prime for me, where I really enjoyed them, I could see myself thinking differently. But how I play games now, like that Spider-Man game alone would eat up most of my time. Last of Us, like what you just said, comes out actually. I think it's in like five days. Or something. I think it comes out in June, right? So Last of Us Two, like I love Last of Us. So um, Uncharted is another one. Like I've played way more time into exclusives for PlayStation than I have Xbox, and I'm kind of loyal. I feel like to PlayStation, where that's just what I pick. Especially, I have a lot more friends that play it. So if I were to play games with someone, it's going to be on PlayStation. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same boat. I mean, like they said, The Last of Us, Spider-Man, Resident Evil, and the games that share property, like Grand Theft Auto, are going to be on both anyway. And it's it's you know I agree. It's it's Xbox has exclusives, um, but PlayStation has God of War and you know everything else that it's just like you know there. He's right. There's really no shining property that they have since you know halo and gears like i just really haven't been interested in what xbox has been coming up with but like i said for the cross-platform games i mean you can get gta 6 on either of them when it comes out and i'd rather have a playstation so i can have everything else to go along with it 
Yeah, it's a tough one for me because I, I prefer the Xbox controller, uh, but the only thing I like on the Xbox is Halo at this point. And I know there's going to be a new Halo coming out, but the opportunity that that's going to be released on PC as well, thank you, thanks to Microsoft, makes me just go, I got a PC, I can play it on there. I'm good to go. Yeah, I, I like I, I miss Uncharted. I'm gonna I miss the Spider Man's. I miss you know all those types of games that are PlayStation exclusives that there's just more on there. And, and like you said, the the Grand Theft Auto, which is you know the granddaddy of them all for all of us, it sounds like is you know not exclusive to any console. So uh, you know I, it doesn't for that it doesn't matter to me. I, I'd be a PlayStation Five guy for sure. I'm sure I'll pick it up just for the fact that I want to play. Spider-Man and any new the the exclusives that do come out for it. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to get one, much like I used to get consoles just to play the new Zelda game that came out. So <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we're gonna. I think we'll call it a day for episode one of A Winner Is You. I appreciate all you guys being here. You got any last words? Before we we call it a night, bye. Take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All your base are belong to us. Uh, the That's thing fantastic. that popped into my head was "Stay thirsty, my friends," and I don't think we can say that. So. No. That's what I got. Bleep that whole thing. Just keep thirsty. I didn't write down the time, so I'm, no, I'm just gonna leave it in there. That's what. That's the way we're gonna go. <clears throat> so just to close things out, um, if you want to follow this show, you can catch it on thechairshot.com. We will be dropping most likely every Friday at noon central. If you want to check us out, you can follow us on Twitter. It will be at my Twitter. At it's me DPP, where I will post all things a winner is you and all things gaming. So follow me at it's me DPP. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash a winner is you. That's the letter U. A winner is you. And follow thechairshot.com. Go to www.thechairshot.com. We are all over that as well for all your wrestling needs, all your entertainment needs, sports other nerdy podcasts that we do i'm also on the bandwagon nerds make sure you check that out chair shot radio network and i think that is all or you could also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot and get yourself fantastic shirts about the chair shot and different things of that nature maybe we can all talk and come up with a fun design that we can put out there for gaming I think that would be fun. I'm sure people would enjoy that as well. So we can't use that. We can't use that. That's PlayStation. Just flip the flip the letters or the characters around. There, there you go. go. There we can do it. We can do it. They'll never know. Just, just flip the sides. <laughs> there you go. So that'll do it for episode one of A Winner Is You. Thank you for listening. And always remember, it is dangerous to game alone. Take us.
that's a topic I definitely want to talk about is the Nintendo Switch. Um, just keep that in mind because you still yep. can't buy one unless you want to spend like a thousand dollars. So really, yeah, they're not in stock. They don't have any. As soon as quarantine hit and stuff, they went out of stock and they haven't had them in stock since consistently. So like I've been wanting one, can't buy one. Uh, eight hundred uh, bucks. I'll give you a deal. You can have mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's well. That's like the deal on Amazon. Someone posts one for eight hundred bucks, and All I right, can't believe that they're selling. I'll do seven fifty. I mean, right, I'm an honest guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna wait till Best Buy has it for two ninety nine, and then I'm gonna go jump on it. My uh, my brother's <laughs> coming over Saturday with uh, get to see my nieces and nephews for the first time in, in months, for God's sakes. But I've let him borrow my Nintendo Switch for quite a while here because I I didn't need it and. Now I want it back because Super Mega Baseball 3 just came out, and if you ever played Super Mega Baseball, it is the mm-hmm. best goddamn baseball game ever, and I play it on the Switch because yeah. then I can is sit on the Super couch. It, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously, like, it's like, uh, you know, simulation meets arcade. Like, if you like, like oh, not MLB nice. the show, but not RBI Baseball. It's right, yeah. it's right it's, in the middle, it's nice and it's mix. awesome, and everything is customizable. Like, <clears throat> it doesn't have... Um, like the real player names and stats and all that stuff, but it has all mm-hmm. you know. It has thirty teams, and you just rename them. You can change the logos, change the colors, and change every player name, every stat, and just make your own team. So I had the Brewers, and I had everybody in there, and it's just awesome. It's like everything's ridiculously customizable. It's got it's the best baseball game I've ever played. I don't think I've really played baseball games. I've always kind of been interested. Yeah, picked one up. Yeah, they're a lot more realistic, I'd say. That's um, that's why I like this you know, one. Grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, uh, there's been a handful of baseball games that aren't like it's arcade, but baseball that I really enjoy, like what you just said, Dan. And um, you know, I kind of like with the show. It's like every two years, I'll want to buy it all of a sudden for some yeah. reason, and then that's kind of my it's too rhythm with that because it's too realistic. It's too realistic. I'm not that good at baseball either, but I wanted something a little more than just you know RBI baseball, where it's you know send the pitch down the middle and take a swing. But you know this yeah. one has a little more options, but it's fun. it's still novice enough that I can play it. <laughs> Did you keep up with the uh, MLB the Show World Series that they put on? Uh-huh. Like the actual MLB? Uh-uh. Yeah, so during quarantine, they had a bunch of players who play MLB, the show, like, have a World Series playoff against each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joey Gallo, one of the sluggers for the Rangers, went like yeah. 11-0 and 0 for the first 11 games, and then Jesus. I think came in second for the finals. Uh. But nice. apparently he's a phenom when it comes to playing that game. Wow. But he's yeah. been playing all of them since the beginning. You know, I don't remember what the, the old games were, but yeah, he's been playing like baseball video games his whole life. Nice. And it was his moment to shine and he failed. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Can't handle it on the big what? stage. Wait, wait, hang on, I got I to gotta think for that. What a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all That's right. kind of a thing that all sports are doing, too. Like, yeah, NASCAR is I've seen for Madden, I've seen for 2K. Oh, NBA 2K, which for is sure. Crazy. NBA. I watched uh, Snoop Dogg play against uh, Hollywood Brown in Madden in the finals, and the final score was like 60-something to 50-something. It was nuts. <laughs> I was like, Snoop Dogg's really good at Madden. <laughs> 
got nothing else I to do. I assume he has a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably stoned. Uh, the only way you can play. No, well, he likely. doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think he gave that up for Lent. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>